You asked for it. Here it is. It's a podcast from Apathetic Enthusiasm. Coming to you live from Washington, Dulles Airport during Christmas time, and there are terrorists occupying the whole place. One of the guys looks like death, but it's actually character actor William Sadler. Anyway, Summer didn't die hard, so we want to die hard too. Here on Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. Hello, everybody. I'm Travis. Hello, everybody. I am Brandon. Let Now, before we get started in this episode, it is now time for Brandon Explains the Joke. You see, it's a <laughs> play on words. Die Hard 2 is is both a T-O-O and a T-W-O because that is, in fact, the location for the film Die Hard 2. Yes, uh, William Sadler, who played Death in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey and then uh, the, the the sequel, Bill and Ted 3. Uh, he was also in the first uh, Tales from the Crypt movie, Demon Knight. William Sadler... Great, great character actor. You gotta, you gotta love him. He was also in the pr- premiere episode of Tales from the Crypt when it premiered on HBO back in the day. Uh, so anyway, that is your Brandon explains the joke. All right, and on to our next segment. <laughs> Travis explains the social media links. Um, yeah, if you're brand new here, welcome to the show. We are going to be talking about the second episode of season six. A little bit later in our show, but before we get into all of that, if you want to contact the show or you have thoughts about any of the episodes, uh, hit us up on Twitter at Rick and Morty Pod or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Rick and Morty Podcast. Uh, we're on Instagram at Rick and Morty Podcast or send us an email, Rick and Morty Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Brandon is just collecting all the karma over on Reddit at Rick and uh, or on our subreddit, Rick and Morty Podcast.reddit.com. Uh, and then you can go to our website, that's rickandmortypod.com, if you want to get any of our episodes or, or anything else from the show. Uh, we are streaming live right now over on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash apatheticenthusiasm is where you can find the live stream. Uh, go follow us over there so that you can get notified when we go live. Uh, if you miss the streams, you can go to youtube.com slash apatheticenthusiasm, catch video versions of any of our episodes over there. Uh, if, if you're watching this, like, comment, subscribe, do all those things. You know how it works. Uh, and then finally, if you want to support the show or any of our podcasts, you can go over to patreon.com slash apathetic enthusiasm. That's where you can support the show directly with a, a bit of a donation, if you will. Uh, big thank you to everybody that supports us over on Patreon. All right. That's out of the way. Boom. That's done. Man. Brandon, feeling good, feeling fresh. Feeling great. Biggest week of your life. It's, Woo. it's. It's, 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 it's time to make a podcast. Ah, I'm I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so excited about today's episode, Uh, Travis, because we got, we got a lot of stuff going on. You know, we got, we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot of, of news, uh, you know, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Should we start our first segment, which (laughs) is and forever will be semi-pertinent news? Yeah. Semi-pertinent news. (laughs) <laughs> Ooh! Yeah, Ooh. There, it is. there it is. Look at this! Some, Look some, at some, this! Some we have musical accompaniment. <laughs> wow! Yeah, 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 turning yeah. A, turning yeah. into a brand new man. Semi pertinent news. <laughs> That's I mean, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I gotta say. Um, all right. First up in semi pertinent news. Uh, congratulations to Rick and Morty. 
for their huge premiere last week, of course. Uh, season six premiered, and it was the most viewed cable program with young viewers. Woo! Uh, breaking that down, Sunday's season six premiere episode uh, on Adult Swim was a ratings hit, winning its time slot across all basic cable. God. It was Sunday's number one most watched telecast God. for women 18 to 24 and 18 to 34 and non-sports telecast. Very, very important Ooh, distinction. That is important. Because you do have some football on, on Sunday nights. But uh, for males 18 to 24 and 18 to 34, um, second most watched show total behind that uh, dragon show going on over on HBO. <laughs> so, so yeah, I it easily one of the most popular shows uh, on cable right now, for sure. And a huge kudos to... Everybody at Rick and Morty for the success. I'm sure it will only continue into the future. Um, you surprised by any of those numbers, Brandon? Uh, no, I'm not terribly surprised. I will say that last Sunday, football hadn't started up yet, right? Uh, and this is this is this is week one of the NFL. Yeah, that, that, that we're in yeah, now. Right. So we yeah. might we might see a little bit of a a down a, t- a tick bit, down, bit of a dip, uh-huh, of a little dippy uh-huh. doo, little Espe- dippy dip. dip. But, Especially when we see the Dolphins beat the Patriots in week one. Coach McDaniel Tell going about it. for, you know, on fourth down and seven uh, with 28 seconds in the, the second quarter. I mean, who does that except players in Madden? You know what I'm saying? Uh, so check and, out. And ch- Chargers head coaches. Those are the only two. Those are the only those, two. Those are the only two. So check out our podcast, Dolphins and Chargers. The Sports Bros. <laughs> coming. It's an apathetic enthusiasm podcast coming this fall. What a what a worthless that, pod. It would be so such a boring podcast because neither of us are sports. Hey, guys. We watched uh, 15 <laughs> minutes of a football game this week. Uh, caught it while we were waiting to pick up our order at Wingstop. Uh, we're going to break down all the details for you live yeah, in yeah, this I, episode. I didn't get a chance to watch my game this week because it was out of service. <laughs> <laughs> and and the NFL. Plus I wasn't app. willing to pay the five dollars for NFL Plus, and I have <laughs> I've missed every football game. Uh, I just yeah. watch I yeah. just watch it on Bleacher Report. It actually just it, it's it's about you know ten minutes behind, but I I get uh, up to date pretty quick. <laughs> Apathetic enthusiasm sports, where we regurgitate everything we heard on other sports podcasts. <laughs> yeah. uh, All right, uh, all right. Move, moving on. Congratulations on, again, yeah. Rick and Morty. Uh, it's a great show. Yeah, we're fans. Uh, all right. In other news, uh, if you have not been paying attention, uh, you can get some special merch right now if you order from Morty's or on, on this dimension, Wendy's, uh, using Uber Eats. That's right. There is uh, a deal going on right now where if you order some Wendy's, especially, I think it's like a, a Morty's special right or a morty's mm-hmm. combo mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. they have they have all sorts of morty's swag that you could potentially win uh in that partnership with uber eats so we're talking bucket hats t-shirts hoodies sweatpants tote bags oh yeah some sort of cup um yeah it's it's all there there's a there's a probably gonna be a link in the show notes i, I included it in the and the outline anyway, we'll see if Brandon includes it in the show notes. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's cool looking stuff. It's all it's all Morty's branded gear, uh, but pretty exclusive, kind of sclusy stuff you can't get anywhere. Um, so if you're if you're trying to get some Wendy's and uh, you know you don't want to you don't want to drive your car or something, then you can uh, 
you can use Uber Eats. This again is not a paid uh, promotion by us. So go ahead and don't use Uber Eats either. Ah. I don't care. See if I care. Damn it. Uh, what, what, were you just literally entering the contest again live on the show <laughs> while, while, I, while I was breaking it down for it? Yeah, that, that's, well, you know me too well, Travis. That's exactly what I was doing. So if you, you can actually, if you go to the official. I could, I could see the reflection of it in the golden Rick head in the corner of your, your video. <laughs> If you go to the if you go to the official rules, uh, you can click a link. You you don't actually have to order Wendy's from the Uber Eats app to to enter. You can enter you can enter once a day for free. Uh, basically, you you put in a code, you go to a website, you put in your address, blah 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 blah, and then it'll take you to a, a site and it'll say if you won or if you didn't win. I know Scary Terry actually, I think he won a shirt. I think he's trying to he was trying to win the sweatpants, but I think he won a shirt. Uh, I have not won anything. Uh, however, it does tell me that we didn't want to leave you empty-handed. So here's fifty percent off, up to fifteen per fifteen dollars on your next Wendy's order on Uber Eats. Use the Man. promo code riggedy riggedy wrecked at checkout. Promo expires nine eleven. Hey, it expired yesterday. <laughs> so maybe you can't do it anymore. But oh, all right. Well, you know, but at least you had good this thing news. you didn't just give out a promo code on our show for, <laughs> for an actual product. Also, uh, go to Australia, anyway. get your <laughs> get your, get your Rick and Morty sauce. sauce. Uh all right, yeah. Um yeah, maybe maybe this promo's over too, and we're just we're just spouting old news. Uh, all right, speaking of old news, uh, put your finger on the button, Brandon, because it is time for oh. what may be our our very last Wormageddon update. Oh. Worms update. Worms update. Worms, Worms update. update. Twenty twenty two. The worms uh, <laughs> are taking over. Uh, yes, that, that that's uh, it. That's yeah. it. That's a, it is the final Wormageddon update. Well, I we I think we last week we said it was the final Wormageddon update too. We did, but then then Adult Swim came out with this video on September 10th. It is the Wormageddon the recap. Uh, you can check it out over on Adult Swim's uh, YouTube uh, page. But we're we're gonna we're gonna play a little bit of it in the in the background for our video viewers right now too. Um, basically, what this is is just it's it's a montage video. Um, your, your second favorite, maybe your first favorite podcast host, uh, does appear. <laughs> in, I don't know, but drop, drop some names in the chat. There he is. There's Brandon right there. If you're watching <laughs> on the video. Um, but this is a really cool video sort of encapsulating everything that happened across Wormageddon. Uh, there's some, some great shots, views of the, the different statues and the different sculptures uh, in all the different locations, some cool interviews with fans and things like that. Uh, all of the winners, I think, or at least most of the winners are are featured throughout the video. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just a really cool recap. Cool to see uh, and an opportunity for Brandon to be officially trademarked in the video uh, in his own unique and special way, Brandon. <laughs> that yeah that that's right so uh, when when i when i got to the top they did their little interviews with me uh they 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 talked to me a couple different times and i mean you know you know how awkward i am travis people oh i do people who are listening uh omar's in our our, our twitch chat he knows how awkward i can be and 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 my and my uh defense mechanism is to like kind of joke out of situations, but like joke in a weird kind of silly way. Right. 
Uh, and so yeah. uh, I was going towards the cliche of saying like, they're like, how you, how do you feel about this? And I was like, I, you know, it's, it, it's the cat's pajamas. That's where I was going with it. Uh, you know, the, 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 the cliche cat's pajamas. But as yeah, yeah, I was yeah. saying it, I'm like, I don't want to say pajamas. I don't want to see this, this cliche. So I paused and in my head, like a split second, I was like, what rhymes with pajamas? <laughs> bananas, obviously, uh, like the like the famous show. So I said, it's the cat's bananas. Uh, and <laughs> and so that, what, that but what I love about it <laughs> and what I what is <clears throat> the most special to me is not only do they use your cat's bananas quote, but they put up the iconic adult swim black yeah. screen with yep. white text. They spell out someone had to type cat's bananas. And then they put a little trademark logo <laughs> right next to it. Uh, that was, I mean, that's special. That is, that is certainly very special. So, uh, yeah, if you have not seen the video, go watch it, go like it, go favorite it, um, go comment about the cat's bananas. Yeah, that, um, that's right. Yeah. And, and, and you know, cats, cats do not, they have enough pajamas at this point in time, right? They've got, they've got sure. like a whole dresser full of, of pajamas. Yeah. They got, they got the yeah, ones with like boy. the, like the buttons and the hole in the butt, right? And like the like the classic ones. Uh, they've got like the whole suit ones. They've got just long johns, all all different types of pajamas. They got like like nightgowns, but what they don't have, which is kind of depressing, is they don't have enough bananas. And uh, so I, I heard sh- that. I heard that. And thanks know. to a quick Google search, um, uh, that it's good to know that. Cats can have bananas, that and that while bananas aren't toxic to cats, they can cause digestive issues. So hopefully, cats have an appropriate amount of bananas. Yeah, I mean they don't have to eat the bananas; they can have like a their no. own like little banana orchard. Is that what you call <laughs> plantation? Yeah, banana orchard. <laughs> uh, banana orchard. I wonder if bananas have the same effect on cats as uh, cucumbers do, where they, if you place a banana next to a cat, I wonder if it will jump in surprise or terror. Uh, like, <laughs> like if it sees a cucumber and thinks it's a snake. I don't know. Anyway, banana that's rack. a Wormageddon update, everybody. Uh, go watch the video. It's really cool. Um, it is now time for a couple of uh, semi-pertinent staples. First yep. and foremost being the Reddit post of the week. Woo! Brandon, what do you got? All right, so so Acorn Moth, username Acorn Moth, uh, also known as G Pranks over on Twitter, uh, who who we we've known for a while, worked on uh, Rick and Morty comics, um, who is also part of the Warmageddon Discord. Uh, I'm I'm really really happy to see uh, Acorn Moth here in the Reddit post of the week. The other there was two options. The other one was just an ad for the God of War, uh, the Rick and Morty God of War. Oh uh, yeah, it's like ah, I'm not giving you credit for. For, for posting a link to a video. Uh, but anyway, uh, so the, the post is Rick collecting pets that may destroy Earth in seconds. And Acorn Moth, a.k.a. G-Pranks, they, they created this, this image. Uh, they reached out to me and they, they're like, hey, my, I put my post out here. You're a mod. Like, why isn't my post showing up? And I'm like, here, I'll see what I can do. Uh, they reposted it and then it, it did come up and I made sure it was approved and I could comment it on everything. So I'm really happy to to report that with 8,000 upvotes, receiving the wholesome, helpful, and silver awards, only one report for pirated leaked content, which is, that's that's absurd, uh, in a 97% upvote rate. It is a picture that they drew 
of Rick collecting uh, these cute little pets uh, that may or may not destroy the Earth in seconds. Uh, so, so shout yeah. out, uh, congratulations for being the Reddit post of the week. Proud of you. Yeah, a, c- a couple of cool things to point out on this 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 drawing before before we move on. One, obviously, Mister Frundles is in his his cage that we see in the, in the season six premiere. Uh, there's also like a Mr. Frundle's cloud floating off in the distance uh, in the background, <laughs> which uh, which which is interesting. Um, and then I just like Rick's casual like street gear, right? Like he's got like a red hoodie on instead of his classic, uh, you know, lab coat. Um, he's just a chill Rick, just like a real chill guy. You know, I think they're just like that. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, I. I uh i don't know it's it's an awesome drawing congratulations very good stuff very very good very good stuff so so thanks again congratulations uh and now you know we we still got an episode to talk about so let's go ahead and get into this travis it is time for the dan Harmon social media minute dup 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 dan uh all right so uh dan Harmon social media minute uh in this one uh dan Harmon is clearly uh, replaying Cyberpunk 2077 and loving it. Uh, this this is just a still photo of Johnny Silverhand from the aforementioned Cyberpunk video game uh, with a caption that reads, Never a good time to bring this up, but Cyberpunk's timeline gives us less than a year before Johnny Silverhand gets flatlined at Arasaka Towers. Rest easy, Choom. And it's hashtag 2023... <laughs> And fourth corporate war. Uh, that's right. If if you haven't played Cyberpunk, none of this makes sense to you. Uh, I hope they've continued to work on the game and and worked out some some of the bugs for everybody. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Dan's playing Cyberpunk, and and you should too if you haven't played it before. <laughs> so uh, that's 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 the show. That's the post of the week. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's he's coming down off of a high of the of the uh, season premiere and the Emmys, like. Yeah, he's he's doing his thing. It's he, it's all good. He's 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 doing it. He's doing it to it. Also, Cyber uh the the studio that does Cyberpunk, they just announced their DLC which will release in 2023, which means I get to go back to the game and and enjoy it. Maybe that's I mean maybe that's why he's digging into it. Maybe could be. Maybe that's could why. Be. He's, yeah, there is there there it's like like a police police expansion or something like that or Sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I didn't or, military i don't know yeah, whatever it's not like cyberpunk oh. it's a game but we're not going to talk about it anymore <laughs> because it is now time for the moment you've all been waiting for it is it is the reason we make this show mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. it is time for my favorite segment and yours it's time for the main thing yeah 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 it's the main thing there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Improvised instruments here on the here on the podcast. Uh, by the way, um, that song brought yeah. to you by Kirkland's Alkaline Water, pH 9.5. My brother-in-law says that it doesn't leave you feeling bloated if you drink all this water. And I got to say, I have not felt bloated drinking this Kirkland brand <laughs> alkaline water. This episode brought to you by Kirkland Products. <laughs> that's right. Costco sponsored us. Uh, that's not true. None of that's true. No. Uh, we got us an episode. It's uh, season six, episode two. Rick, a more well-lived. Um, air date, 9-11-2022. 20, 
uh, written by Alex Rubens, uh, who wrote Big Trouble in Little Sanchez. Thank you, Brandon, for doing that research. Shiny Rick! Uh, you got to help me with this. Is it Kyunghee Lim uh, is the director? Kyunghee Lim. We're just, we're just going to say it like okay. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, who who's, who's uh, direct, and then, who's, who has directed other episodes? By the way, uh, a few few other okay. episodes. So throwing that out there. Oh right, I think I know who that is. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. We, we, we've we've talked about them yeah. before. So yeah, um, and then guest stars obviously Peter Dinklage, Nolan North, Phil Lamar, Maurice Lamarche, Ooh, uh-huh. and uh, Lauren Tom. Yeah, uh, all all providing uh, their their voices for this episode. Uh, um, the, the bronopsis for the episode, Roy's our boy, bruh. Uh, and then our synopsis, Rick and Morty plays a most dangerous game. Summer is the most dangerous game. Um, so there you go. There you go. Those. Yeah, a smart one. Now time for Brandon's explaining the gag. You see, there's a there's a book (laughs) called The Most Dangerous. Okay, Uh, yeah. So so let's let's go ahead and and get into this. Obviously, the title is a reference to uh, Roy, uh, a life well lived, which we originally saw in uh, the Jerry Barry Blips and Shits episode way 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 back in the day. Deep. Deep cut, <laughs> uh, and and so as far as titles go, obviously it's it's a reference to to that. Um, so we talk we're talking about the themes here. So there's a couple things, right? We got we got our a plot, uh, which is really where all the meats and potatoes are going to come into talking about this episode, and then we have the B plot, which is the forty two mentioned forty two times it's mentioned uh, of the Die Hard, and so I think somebody in Reddit counted how many times they say Die Hard. I wanted to count how many times they said Die Hard. Uh, but uh, somebody said it was forty-two. Somebody, somebody, fact check us just to make sure that that that's accurate. Yeah, yeah. But somebody, somebody let us. Know. We'll go with it. We'll go but, with it forty-two times. Uh, so that's a B plot. But before be, before we break into these A plot, B plot, classic interdimensional RSS uh, synopsis breakdown type type shenanigans, uh, I think it's important to note that this episode coming off of a huge premiere. We just talked about uh, the the amazing ratings it got. This is this is a very simple in and out twenty two minute adventure. Like we 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 spent most of the last episode talking about canon and internal references and 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 plot lines and big new big bads and all this stuff. And then here comes right behind that episode, like a bottle episode, like a self contained. No real impact uh, on the rest of the universe, um, which I don't. I you, I was not as engaged with the with the Rick and Morty subreddit responses, especially the post show responses. I was watching the live stuff. Yeah. Um. Did that come up a lot? Were there a lot of people that were felt some kind of way about this not having anything to do with Rick Prime or anything else? I. Uh... So I, I would I would say that compared to last episode, and it may, and maybe that's where we start is is comparisons to the the premiere and and this episode where the premiere was very very lore based, very deep into that, uh, and uh, just just taking us in a new direction for the new direction a direction for the show's uh, serialization, and then coming into this episode where there are there are maybe some character beats there and character. Uh, um, 
not circumstances, but uh, stakes that we can get into here in a little bit, but not as is not as much, right? This is, as you said, a, a bottle episode essentially. Um, I think that folks really like the lore stuff and uh, like the fans of the show for the first episode, they were like, yeah, like all in. I think when it came to the Roy bits, for the most part, everyone liked that. Uh, the diehard bits, I think people were more like, yeah, okay, that was a that was a joke that was run into the ground <laughs> type, type thing, right? For the B plot. All right, all right, fair enough, fair enough. And, and I feel like there there is a pretty broad fan base for this show. There are some older viewers, uh, have, uh, present company included, uh, that Fuck you. that that know that that are familiar with Die Hard, know know the show, know the movie. Um, and appreciate again those external references that the show has always had about referencing pop culture, different movies. I mean, from the very beginning, you have the Inception and Jurassic Park type, uh, you know, entire episodes built around those premises. So the idea of throwing a diehard B plot into this definitely is in the dna of this show it's it's definitely something that's always been a part of what makes the show great in my opinion um but i could see especially for a younger audience who is closer to say summer's age uh who probably hasn't seen a diehard they can go <laughs> one of two ways right they can either completely be turned off and be like all right this is dumb i don't get any of these jokes or they may be like, all right, that was kind of interesting. Maybe I'll look up this movie and check it out because, uh, yeah, I need to figure out what they're talking about with all of this. Yeah, as, as, I, as I watched it with my 10-year-old my again, we watched the episode before, watched it again la last night, and uh, I looked over at him and I, hey, have you... Have we showed you Die Hard? He's like, no, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, oh... Uh, yeah, okay. All right. Add that, add that to the list of things that I need to influence my, my, my 10 year old. This Christmas, this Christmas, everybody gathers around the tree <laughs> and you put on the classic Christmas movie, Die Hard. Well, you know, and, and even in like the post episode discussion thread, I did, I put in there like a joke about Christmas, but I, I noticed a lot of people in the thread being like, Die, I, like, I've never even seen Die Hard. And, and yes, I I know that as we get older, that the references start going away. I remember maybe about like 15, 20 years ago, uh, 15 years ago, I was at like this, this lock in for the library uh, for, for, for teen, for teens. Right. And uh, I was talking to a, a group of kids and they're like, uh, I was like, yeah, it's like the Wizard of Oz. And they had no idea what I was talking about. And in, in like Wizard of Oz, what when that came out, like the fifties, right? Whatever. I think it's older than that. I, yeah, I, I mean, okay, yeah, yeah it's probably like thirties or forty, forties maybe, fifties. Um, I guess it could be fifties. But Jeez, but if only I had a Google box. In the <laughs> if, if if only. But anyway, but that that was shocking to me at the, at the time, and now like nineteen thirty nine. Thirty nine. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, Die Hard came out in 88, so it's not, it's, it is old, but it's not that old, but like it is getting to the point now where 
like some of the the references that are in our pop culture, and this is kind of just a, a more kind of broad discussion, references that we have in pop culture. It's like me going back to Mystery Science Theater 3000 uh, in like the, the 80s and 90s, and they're all referencing shows and movies that I'd never seen before. And I did, and I got some of the references, and I laughed at those references. Some of the things they said, I didn't understand. I still thought were funny, but like I was like uh, just laughing because I wanted to be a part of the the laughing. Um, sure, sure, sure. That you know, honestly, like some of this episode kind of goes into that, where Peter Dinklage, as the alien, talks about how we have these myths that we build up over time, and in different cultures, everybody has their version of Die Hard. Uh, Tower Man. Right. Uh, the the centurions <laughs> talk about like uh, I forget the, the the quote he uses. Like uh, yeah. it's it's difficult to die. Or One something. who has the foolishness to die or or to <laughs> attempt to die or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, like that. There's there's a there's a joke in that. Like almost acknowledging that. Like yes, this is an old reference, and people are going to start not knowing these references but they are kind of ingrained in the pop culture of the people who are currently making movies, currently making TV shows. Uh, It's there whether or not uh, our our younger uh, Gen Z uh, brothers and sisters actually know that. Yeah. Sorry. I I, I went off on a tangent, but, (laughs) Uh, but it's, it's a good tangent. And I I think we'll, we'll dissect these two sides of the episode a little bit more as we move forward. Um, do you want to start with the A plot and uh, with Morty being stuck in a video game, or do you do you want to stick with the with this B plot and talk a little bit more about the diehard elements of the episode? You know, I said we were going to talk more about the A plot, and then I just got <laughs> went into this whole thing about the 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 B plot um, with with the diehard bit. Uh, uh, maybe we'll just maybe just stick with the, the B plot for for now. Okay. All right. Well, All right. so so flip, flip obviously, um. And and I put it in here, but like there were a lot of Reddit comments, as as you mentioned, of of people not watching Die Hard or not having seen Die Hard, not knowing what it is. I for for me, I I think I think this episode, like like the B plot, is still funny. Not having to know like all of the Die Hard references, I think that the comedy is elevated. I think some of the jokes land more. Yeah, if you have seen it, because there are clear references where, um, like something is said, and you're like, "Oh, that 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 sounds like Yippie Kaye instead of Walkie Talkie Die Hard or something like." I like you know, <laughs> like you're 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 hearing, um, similar things or or they're referencing specific, you know, oh, don't shoot the glass, shoot the glass, like all this stuff, right? So, um, but at the same time, <clears throat> the B plot is about the fact that Summer is 17 years old and has never seen Die Hard. And so she's just trying to kind of like make it up as she goes based on like very vague cultural references that she's already heard like already, right? Like when people when people talk about Die Hard around Christmas time, you probably see a meme of John McClane in uh an ac vent or something or like in you know in the in the hvac tunnels and things like that so have some laughs laughs. um so so i feel like 
they do a really good job of Summer just trying to roll with that based on what little, if anything, she knows about Die Hard. And then eventually the progression, I, I, I don't know if they applied Dan Harmon's story circle to this uh, <laughs> in, in its entirety, but there is a point where she ends up finding the book, learning about the culture and the, uh, the traditions of Die Hard, right? And this is actually allows her to get the upper hand on the terrorists and uh and tape a gun to her back and, and win the day so <laughs> yippee dippy do uh <laughs> yeah i i, I love there so there are these these references like if you've never seen die hard before tower man makes no sense <laughs> right if you, if you have no reference of frame of reference of what die hard is the nakatomi plaza uh where where john mcclain in this first film, played by Bruce Willis, directed by John McTiernan, uh, is is in a building. He's a cop in L.A. He's trying to get his his estranged wife back, uh, and uh, then the terrorists take over the building. And in, in this in this gigantic skyscraper, and so that's where the whole plot of the movie takes place. So, so Tower Man that doesn't necessarily land. Uh, the uh, the book that um, the the, the Peter Dinklage, the, his character is reading, is called the Nakatomi yeah. Paradigm, which is the Nakatomi Plaza is the building that they were in in Die Hard. Uh, yeah. So, so, so some of those like very, very specific references, someone who's never seen it, never understood that reference is not, is not it's not going to land as well. Like the Easter egg isn't going to land as well. Um, but I will say that that they, I think they do a good enough job of like basically explaining the plot of, of the Die Hard that yeah. perhaps people will be like, Oh yeah, I'll go. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll go check it out. Um, and then they'll get into the arguments eventually about whether it's a Christmas movie, which I personally think it's a <laughs> Christmas movie, but you know, I mean, obviously, obviously, but so I want to, I want to flip, I want to flip the lens a little bit here now. So, we we've we've talked a lot about maybe the younger fans or the or the the fans that have just been unfortunate enough to not have seen Die Hard in the past. But what about the Die Hard Die Hard <laughs> fans, right? What what about the people that watch the movie every year or they it's it's a it's a tradition in their family. They grew up watching the movie, they love it, they they saw it in theaters several decades ago. You know, they are finally they've been a rick and morty fan all these other movie properties have been you know parodied or referenced in prior episodes and then finally they get their die hard episode does this episode do justice to the die hard franchise and in acknowledging the movie and sort of paying homage to the die hard series what do you think I I I think it does, and then it goes into the the, the post credits uh, stinger, uh, which is a yeah. reference to to Die Hard Three. I I think I th I think it does. What it, what's kind of interesting to me is whereas previous uh, previous episodes, we'll say like Anatomy Park or um, uh, I I think I think the uh, the Space Snakes like episode is the way that that turns into like a Terminator episode, right? Like, <laughs> um, like 
it they're not necessarily calling it a terminator episode but like it that's like a terminator episode yeah, <laughs> like it, there's yeah but you know like the 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 difference is is like whereas those those episodes are kind of they're they're not saying it is they're 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 counting on the viewer to just kind of you know hey oh this is a reference okay i understand i understand yeah. anatomy park yeah. i understand inception <laughs> that that that's a that's yeah. a thing all right all right cool 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 this one was like hey die hard Die hard, die hard, die, die hard, die hard. <laughs> uh, and so there, there's the 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 subtlety is not necessarily there. Uh, sure, it's 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 the anti humor of uh, like the Peter Griffin, the classic Peter Griffin from like the second season of Family Guy, where he hits his knee and he goes ah ah uh, for for too long, and that makes it that makes it funny, right? So I think that right. that's what the, what this gag is with a diehard. I, 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 I think it does a good enough job just incorporating the blips and shits uh, that, that that's good in that way. Um, what, what I mean, what, what do you what do you think? about? I have, I have another thought. Just one last thought on the diehard stuff. Uh, yeah, after this, no, but, I, I think it's I think it's great. And I mean, I've watched the original diehard several times, but I'm not like fully up to speed on all of the diehard films i think i've seen all of them but it's been a long time since i watched diehard three the dude holding the sign was like the only thing i was like <laughs> oh yeah that's right that's samuel L. jackson's in that one isn't he like uh, yeah that, that happened a long time ago before he became uh started wearing an eye patch and all the marvel movies who does, who does he uh, anyway like, who, uh, are we, who are we trying to offend everybody <laughs> everybody yeah i miss my um, brother i think it's I think it it ends up being a funny premise. To me, it's elevated by the knowledge that they spent a lot of time working on the A plot and Dan Harmon was literally just like, go do a die hard. Yeah. And and that was the inspiration for them running with with the die hard gag. So for me, I, I really love that. And I um I don't know. I I I find myself referencing the B plot diehard stuff more in this episode than I do a lot of the A plot stuff. Yeah. If I'm being honest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think we're, we're good to be honest in that way. Um, I, the, the last thing I want to say, we're going to get into, I think the A plot, the reason the A plot is, is not as uh, talked about is it, it's because it's more of an existential kind of philosophical thing. Right. Um, and, and and so that makes it a little, you know, a little, I don't want to say pedantic, but it more clinical or, uh, uh, you know, like, like we're, like we're, we both have our Greek robes on and we're, we're sitting around a fire and like, yeah, in, in 1622, uh, Theseus said to be who gremlin is, is to be who gizmo was, you know, stuff like that. Uh, that's stupid. See, but I, I have, I have the gremlins books next to me. And so it's, it's on the top of my mind. Um, but what I want to say, the, the last thing I wanted to say about the, the diehard stuff was talking about like the myth when Dinklage talks about the myth and stuff like that. I know that there are, there's this kind of academic kind of study about myths and mythology and heroes, uh, take archetypes, what, what have you. Uh, so like even even in like the the Joseph Campbell stuff, uh, like story circles, all that type of stuff, you have like man versus nature. You have man versus 
man, uh, uh, all of those things. I think it's interesting and it would be kind of cool to break down somewhere else. Not, not here, not right now uh, about like this, this idea that all these different space cultures around the world, they end up all coming back to a, uh, an archetype of a man who is trying to get his wife back <laughs> uh, again, against from a tower, like <laughs> fighting against terrorists, overwhelming yeah, yeah, yeah. foes, like, like, uh, uh, you know, uh, man versus God, you know, like trying to get the, the, the fire fighting Medusa's, you know, all that, all that type of stuff. It's classic. Yeah. Through the ages. Classic. The classic tower man archetype. All stories are That's recycled right. is basically same thing with songs. Right. All right. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. All right. Let's get well, into it. Well, that's your B plot. Let's, 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 let's break down this A plot. Five minutes. Um, talk we should have brought <laughs> We we should have brought someone way smarter than us onto this, but um, obviously uh, this 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 a plot, the main plot where we start in this episode is inside uh, the game of Roy, which uh, viewers will be familiar with from from the past episodes. Um, but it starts off; uh, it's a little uh, jarring at first because you have all of these different characters who uh, we give no like. We're given no clues who these people are, but they're all definitely voiced by Justin Roiland. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so we're like, all right, that that guy running the convenience store and all those all those teenagers hanging out in the parking lot, they're all Justin Roiland voices. That's that's weird. All right, uh, and then we soon find out that in fact all of these non-playable characters are stuck in Roy, and that Morty's consciousness has been fractured across you know five billion people <laughs> and rick has hacked into the game as roy in an attempt to try and get all of the morty pieces back together and uh free them and uh yeah very quickly right uh there are a lot of you know theological observations uh, about humanity's forming of cults and religions and things like that, because as this as this Roy comes out and says, "Hey, you are all Mortys. You are all my grandson." Uh, the 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 immediate reaction is for them to form some sort of cult or religion <laughs> uh, with amongst themselves. Um, you're all so, my, so yeah, I don't, you're all I don't my children now. <laughs> Uh, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, I'm thinking more Hellraiser uh, when I, when I say that, or, you know, uh, Freddy Krueger, it's a nightmare on Elm street. Uh, he holds his, he holds his one, one is his claw out there. He's like, you're all my children now. Uh, and then he opens up his, his shirt, his striped shirt. And then he sees all the souls, uh, kind of like trying to cut out of his chest. It's a great, it's a great image. I recommend, uh, dream warrior. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, no, like, I think that, you know, even in the, uh, um, the after episode in inside the episode, uh, Harmon talks about the, the a plot a little bit uh, about the theological observations. Uh, he talks about that whole simulation theory or, or hypothesis that we are all in the actual simulation. Uh, and he thought it was an interesting concept to go in and talk about like, okay, well, like if we are all, if the, if the, if, the question is whether or not we're all part of a 14 year old boy or 13 year old boy. Uh, you know, like do we, do we all come together for something greater and, and beyond ourselves? 
Or do we just want to be like, ah, you know what? I just want to be who I am right now. I don't need all that extra. <laughs> uh, I don't want to yeah. be a part of yeah, a yeah. whole. I just want to be myself, who who I am right now. Uh, and, right. and so that that's an interesting interesting question. Uh, Harmon says there's, there's a lot quote. of interest. Go, go, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I was going to say just his quote, which is you might have some better gig as an unenlightened tripe in someone else's fractured amusement. Uh, direct quote from from Harmon there in that inside the episode. Which is like a really interesting thing that comes up in this episode, right? Where at, especially early on when no, very few people realize that they're part of Morty or have uh, or understand what's really going on. There are a lot of versions of Morty that are like, we're Jewish and like, I, I, I work at the store or like <laughs> this, you know, I, I do these things. Like they accept that, that part of who they are because it's, it's almost easier or it's, um, it's, it's more comfortable than the idea of, being part of a 14 year old boy that wants to eat pizza and masturbate. Right. Like that's, <laughs> uh, that that's different. Right. And, and that, that comes up later when, uh, you know, Marta's dad, right. Larry is on his deathbed and he's like, no, I don't like, I want to be a 14 year old boy now. I don't want to die in this bed. Like after all the, like all this has gone on, like, no, let, let me eat pizza. So, um, I don't know. It is, it is really interesting to kind of think about, that aspect of it um i i have some some weird like challenge questions for you sure. if if you were stuck in a video game or knew someone that was stuck in a video game and had their their consciousness spliced against you know five billion people how would you try to convince someone uh that they were stuck in a game and that their reality wasn't what they thought it was oh yeah yeah well so that i mean the difficult thing is what are what are the mechanics of this game? <laughs> hey, uh, sure. Roy, so Roy, Roy's off the grid. He doesn't have a social security card. Um, you know, like like if you if you have if if your consciousness is based in in a reality, say how we are talking right now in podcasting, sure. Uh, and then all of a sudden we we go into a game. We're broken up into eight billion different people. You're uh, and in this game, there are there's 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 a bunch of spaceships. So there's there's sci-fi stuff. There's something about it that is that is off, that is off kilter, that doesn't match the reality of what you know is actual reality. That's the kind of thing that I would that I would lean towards. The difficulty here in this this Roy game is that it is basically just normal reality. Uh, there's nothing special yeah. about it. <laughs> it's just it's all the, it's all the same stuff. That makes it yeah. infinitely more difficult, I think, to to try to to convince you. Like, if I'm talking to you right now, say we're in a simulation right now, and this pod on this podcast, there's nothing I can say to you right now because you have your your beliefs already. To yeah. to be like, hey, I know that you. This is what you believe. Uh, your uh, your worldview, your religion, whatever. You already have that. I'm not convincing you otherwise. Yeah, I think I think that and I think that's something I think that's a commentary that the writers are making with this episode, right? Is that it is especially when everybody has their worldview or their 
um, perspective, it's very hard to change that. And it was difficult for, for Rick to do that in, in the beginning, right? When he just kind of just got up in front of people and said, Hey, here's what's going on. And there was a very broad variety of people that are like, I'm your grandson. Wait, I thought I was your grandson. Um, there's even, there's even really was here. <laughs> it really wasn't until the Marta character comes in and sort of breaks it down for people in a way that's easier for them to understand. Probably because yeah, yeah. it came from a fellow part of Morty and not necessarily coming from Rick. Right. Like, there's a shared experience there. Maybe it's it's different, right? And so, I don't know. There's some commentaries there about how you can associate with people. And, and I think it's interesting that the early version of the Mortys is a bunch of young people at like a house party, you know, <laughs> playing guitar and tambourines and yeah. stuff, right? Like and youth, youth group. they're all wearing yellow shirts and <laughs> what. Like a, yeah, like, like a, a youth, youth group like or something. A youth group, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like they're young, impressionable. They'll, they'll figure it out early and then, um, eventually help spread, spread the word. But well, I, I, I think, I, I think, uh, yeah. I think you're on, I think you're on something there because, you know, like I, I'm an, I'm an atheist. You are, you know, you, you have faith, you're religious. Uh, like sure. we, we have, I, I think I think it would be easier for you to accept something from from somebody else, right? Like like that. Like it, I, uh, I I don't I don't I don't want to minimize anything here, but I, I think just like when there's everybody, humanity has some kind of shared kind of goals, aspirations. Uh, sociologically, we have the same. Uh, motivations deep down inside. We want to be a part of something. We want to be a part of community. Uh, we are, we, we stem from, uh, from cavemen where we are a very social species. And yeah. so there are these, these at the core of everything, there are things that we all have in common. And what you're talking about with the Marta character coming in, like being a Morty, being a part of a Morty, speaking to that universal core truth for the other Mortys, uh, other versions of Morty, yeah, in a way that Rick is not a part of. Yeah, he can't. He can't express it the same way, right? He he can't. He can't understand it to that level, and that ends up being sort of the turning point, right? I, I I put a note in here about how Rick can't Rick his way out of this one, right? Like he's we 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 love exploring the. Uh, empowering and depowering of Rick, right? And and this is a situation where Rick can't just invent something necessarily. He can v invent things within the context of the game, right? He's, but he's he's handcuffed, so to so to speak, by what the game will allow, right? So he knows the game engine will keep running even if they exit the to the outer reaches of space, which is beyond the game's programming. But so like he's he's figured out a way to hack it. But he can't, in classic Rick fashion, just like portal out of it or, you know, use some invention, use something of himself that uh, is going to fix this problem. So I think that's an interesting part of this as well, is he has to use what's available to him within the game to make this happen. And he can't just like do it on his own. It requires all of those Mortys coming together. And through the course of this episode, utilizing the Marta character to kind of become 
the the lead person that that helps rally all of those folks together. Um, with that, I think we we see a lot of different factions crop up amongst the the portions of Morty. Right, you have obviously different nations, but you have those that uh, align very easily or very quickly with the idea that they're part of a Morty. There's like an eight percent of outliers early on. Eventually, we get an entire war. But I think it's interesting that beyond sort of like religious tones or, or, or um, I don't know, like commentary on that, there's also an underlying commentary about, I guess, personality and Morty's personality and his subconscious and uh, the different aspects of who Morty is. And I think there's, there's always been a portion of Morty that's been willing to go along with his grandfather uh, on all these crazy adventures and do what Rick says and not really fight back. But there's at least that 8%. And sometimes it's more than 8%. Sometimes it's 50%. Sometimes it's more than 50%. But there's always been that other side that's like, all right, Grandpa, I don't know if you know what you're talking about or I don't think you're doing the right thing. I'm going to fight against this. Yeah. And, I, and I think it's interesting to depict that as a portion of the world's population and see how that sort of inner turmoil, right? Because it it, it happens when Rick, as Roy, is unwilling to say that he loves his grandson. And that results in this huge war <laughs> within Morty's personality of like, but he loves us, but he doesn't. And, and, and he struggles with that for what ends up being decades of game time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think it's interesting because to, to, to think of how much, of any part of you makes you in any kind of decision yeah. that you make uh, from any, any time, like even like I'm going to bring up the golden Rick head for a second, going back to that whole Classic. getting, getting out of the house, deciding to, you know, deciding to go turn around, go into the unmarked driveway and decide whether or not these, these guys in Malibu are going to call the police on me or not. Right. Like Sure. Uh, what, how much of a part of me in that situation, you know, like if we were to quantify it, how much, how much of me was, was fighting against that was being like, yeah. ah, Brandon, uh, you know, all these vis voices in my head, ah, Brandon, ah, don't, don't do that. No, you're, that's just going to be socially awkward when it, when it happens. And another part be like, no, I, yeah, not fine. Go, go back up there. Maybe it may, like 8%, right? What happens, sure. what happens when 8% of that, uh, of that goes away? Does that, does that mean I just, I drive all the way back to my house uh, em empty handed and be like, ah, no, it's, it's, it's not, it's not worth it. I'll go check someplace out. You know, like that's the thing that, that happens to Morty at the end of the episode, because all these, there's a percentage of Morty's personality that doesn't trust Rick. Morty leaves. They, uh, however many billion get on the spaceships. They fly out. They fly out past the game. Morty is gone. There's still eight percent or whatever percent still in that game. That percent that doesn't trust Rick for whatever reason, and it goes into like the final line, which is Morty saying, "Ah, uh, yeah, Rick, I implicitly trust you." And some are being like, is, is Morty okay? Like, yeah, he's, he's fine. Right. There's a, there's a trust there 
that is not uh it's he lost. He lost something there. He lost a critical, sure, a yeah. piece of his thinking to be like, you know, I don't want to go, I don't want to go on this adventure with Rick, or this is stupid, or his his confidence maybe is lost. And some people in the Reddit, that's what they're postulating, right? Is is yeah. that this is their way of kind of regressing Morty back into season one, season two, Morty much more com- uh, compliant. Um, and yeah. just, just going with the adventures versus being like, ah, no, Rick, no, that's no, like, uh, like a season three premiere, right? Like, you know, yeah, yeah. Rick is the guy who's gonna, you know, ruin your family. I, I think it's possible. I think, I think it is definitely, it, it will be very interesting if this ends up being something that the writers use to long-term sort of, you know, quiet morty's voice in terms of his his fight against uh who who rick is or what he wants to do um i i do feel that's a little bit in contrast to the point that i feel like they were trying to make at the end of season five where they really try to drive the point home that it is a a balanced relationship moving forward right Mm -hmm. like they need to be partners they have to push that lever together and it can't just be Rick in the lead and Morty being dragged behind. So we'll see. I mean, I, th- I think there's always going to be times when the writers are going to fall back on that idea that Rick's in, c- in control and Morty is, you know, scared because that's part of what makes the show hilarious and fun. But I think there's always going to be that play of that power and balance. But yeah, I, I think, yeah, 8% of... Did 8% stay behind? Did just Marta stay behind? Who's to say? Is that part lost? No, it's not necessarily, right? Because Rick has bought out the game and put it on an external battery and it's appropriately managed in the giant warehouse, wherever it is, right? (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think think is that percentage that stayed behind any worse than what Rick could have done with a a mind-blower's gag or anything else? Like, who's to say, right? Like, so I I don't think there's going to be long-term consequences where three episodes or three seasons from now are going to be like, well, let's go back to the, the, the Rick, a more well-lived episode and think again about how Morty's personality changed after that episode. I, I I just, I, I don't think that's going to be something that we do long-term. Yeah. And it, it, it may, it may not be, uh, it it would be interest maybe potentially interesting to to explore what with the time dilation that that exists within Roy, uh, you know the yeah. same same dilation they used to create the tech within the thing to get the spaceships to go beyond uh, the the game's borders, um, you know like what what kind of society mini society continues to grow within the Roy yeah. game. And then if that is transferred into Morty again, how what the stakes of that would be long term? Um, that that would be really interesting. That that could be the the coolest callback to this episode. Would be something like that for yeah, sure. Yeah, much like I have somebody I work with who's <clears throat> who's always begging to to bring back the car battery realities and and go revisit uh, Rick's car batteries and see what those societies have cooked up uh since since they were responsible for keeping summer safe so um yeah uh, over in the chat uh 
Coes one one one. Do you think this is a bit of a take on Free Guy? Um, I I think it I think it could be. I, I I don't think if this was intended to be a Free Guy reference, it would have. I think it would have been a little bit more on the nose, or they would have they would have heightened more video game tropes. I think within the episode um, to really drive that point home, but. There are there are some things in terms of knowing you're within a video game and things like that that definitely have come up in the episode. So it is a good point. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, anything else from from the episode or either either A or B sides that you're kind of sticking in your head before we get into some of our favorite bits? No, I there I there there is some interesting more philosophical stuff to talk about, uh, but uh, you know I leave it to squanch if those uh, those, those guys are doing around. yeah yeah they're i don't know are they still making episodes i haven't i, haven't, I don't know i, I don't know let us know if, if squanch is if squanch is yeah. still doing that so i mean they like, yeah. you know they're the ones that that really focus on on that aspect of things um you know we're we're bottom feeders when it comes to <laughs> having studied all sure that, that type of stuff but uh let's go ahead and uh, get but if they are it. gone and oh. and there's a vacuum that needs filling uh, let us know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, moving on to our favorite bits from this episode. Woo! This is just a whole smorgasbord of lines that, that I think we really liked uh, from the episodes. Starting off with, man, we're just cool, bad kids doing young stuff. <laughs> um, I, every time I rewatch this episode, I go back to, I just crack up that line. I think it's great. Yeah, yeah. You talk about how like kind of jarring and th- there there's some episodes where they start in kind of confusing places. And you talk about this at the, at the, at the top of the uh, discussion, but yeah, like when, like we knew that it was a, a Roy episode, um, but like coming into it like that, where you're like, Harmon's doing a lot of, or sorry, uh, Royland's doing a lot of voices. Uh, it took a minute to be like, what, what's actually going on on here? Uh, after a couple of rewatches, you're like, okay, okay, this is, this is a, a, a teenage boy's interpretation of all, all the stuff that's going on. So yeah, good. You want to kiss with our mouths? <laughs> <laughs> um. So so going uh, going into the diehard stuff. Breaker breaker walkie talkie. I got your walkie talkie, bitch. Uh, <laughs> those walkie talkies, by the way. Every every time they oh. talked into the walkie talkies, like ah, <laughs> it's like this the little the little. Like it almost makes you think of like the Flintstones when all their technology was <laughs> oh, was yeah. different forms of like dinosaurs and prehistoric animals. Yeah. Um. The like the sentient walkie talkies was it was a was a nice little uh, note in this one as well. It's a living. <laughs> uh. Uh. They aren't idiots, Grandpa. They're me. Ha! You'll get how funny that is when we get back. Um. As I say it, not as funny, but I thought it was funny in 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 the episode. There's also a line about uh, Morty uh, thinking thinking ill of his dad or something, and Rick again thinks it's funny uh, when they'll get back. That because Morty Morty within the context of the game doesn't know who Jerry is. He doesn't really know who Morty is. Uh, so I don't know. I think it's a funny joke that Rick's calling him an idiot uh, without really calling him. <laughs> uh the you know running the diehard thing into 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 the ground when when summer is in the background just going die hard die hard die hard <laughs> <laughs> no yeah that's i i can't get enough of that <laughs> do i have to watch die hard to understand what's happening that is the question let us know 
the raw one. I don't uh, I don't th- yeah. I don't think you need to watch Die Hard to understand what's happening, but I think it gives you context. So uh, <laughs> I, I'm more of an old school hip hop man. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a good bit. Uh, look, I'll be the first to say it. There's a lack of diversity or whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I like I like when Marta says and you have it here uh, when uh, when she's fighting Robot Roy uh, and uh, he's like, oh, you just jinxed it. And then Marta's like, you think I jinxed her <laughs> about Summer's Die Hard? Yeah. Uh, I, I, d- I can't re- for the life recall the the main villain's name i don't do they even say it in in the in the episode what does say hans gruber uh, hans gruber <laughs> uh jans fluber um but uh he does refer to her as a most worthy yankee doodle ruffian um <laughs> uh, what did, uh, uh, i wonder what the actual line is in in that and, and then and then when he says well, uh, walkie, as you would say, walkie dockie die hard motherfucker. <laughs> and he, and he like <laughs> lengthens it out and, uh, and Summer cracks up at that. Both, both very funny <laughs> moments for me. Um, I, uh, talking about language, uh, when, when Marta's calling out her dad, like, you know, we're, we're just a 14 boy. Like, this is just what you think, uh, uh, you know, the Jewish language says like yeah, the thing on your head, you know, the falafalutin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> all, all the, all the fake Yiddish, uh, is, is a crack, crack yeah. me up. Uh, I, I, I referenced it earlier. The, the Raiders of the lost Ark sort of ending with the Roy machine going into that storage, uh, and then them calling it out and being like, no, everything's tracked. It's easy to find. I thought it was a nice little twist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, when, when two parts for this, one where they're like, just you know, just tell you, just tell us you love us, uh, and then and then Rick doesn't. He pauses, and then the one guy in the monitor is like, you know, even if he does answer, like, why the pause? Uh, yeah. And then going directly into holy war, holier war, holiest war. <laughs> That and and like Rick's whole whole intention of not making it religious whatsoever. He's like, it's not it's not a religion thing. It's uh, you are all it's a simulation, and still it turns into a a holiest war. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mm. The uh, we talk about the eight percent a lot in this uh, in the podcast right now. They reference eight percent. The bit about you know. 8% 8% not mattering about 8% of the Snyder cut uh, was Batman dreaming. Um, the, the other 16% easy joke incoming. Sorry. Slow motion. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, you also have good enough news in here. Um, this is a nice little uh, in, in, in game news station that they had to make up. So good enough news as well. Enough. Uh, well, well done. Uh, we, we always try to highlight some of the best and worst parts of the episode. For me, I think potentially one of the best parts of this episode is when Larry's on his deathbed. That's Marta's father. And he is, he is, he is fighting for his life. And Marta explains that we're not getting on the ship. We're not going back to become (laughs) Morty. 
And he insists on getting out this final zinger. Who do I? Who, who do I make the checkout to? Best daughter ever. Incorporated. The, the delivery on that line and just the fact that those are his last words. Um, <laughs> I, it just, it kills me. I, I, I crack up. Every that, time that, that is, a, that is a, the, adding the incorporated adds the genius to that, <laughs> that joke. It's, it's, it's the icing on the cake. Yeah. Like, yeah. uh, eight, eight, there's billions of you. <laughs> You're all the same daughter incorporated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, di- dying, yeah. That I, I, w- I would, I would say that that cracked me up. It killed me. It killed me. Not as, not as much as it no. killed Larry, but uh, definitely. Hey, definitely. Uh, so you know, hey, uh, head out to Twitter, head out to Instagram or Facebook. Let us know what you thought of the episode. The the folks here over in the the Twitch chat, thank you for for hanging out. Uh, there the are one adding comments about fractions adding up. Eight percent of pizza is crust. It's true. I generally don't eat the crust, uh, but uh, but depends uh, <laughs> on the crust. Yeah, and how hungry I am. That's true. If it's yeah. if it's if it's stuffed crust, maybe maybe with maybe a little bit of extra like, marinara sauce. If there's a buttery dipping sauce or oh, something, then yeah, yeah. oh, oh get out sure. of town for, for, for sure. Everything for sure. I I do read raw one mentioning the kitchenette. You say, oh, such red carpet treatment. What'd you say? <laughs> no, 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 no. We're all Mortys. Just some of us more important than others. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> love, love that a little bit, but anyways, yeah. Let us know. Let us know what you thought of the episode. You know, did if you have not seen Die Hard, any of the diehards, let us know your opinion on whether or not you thought that took away from the episode, or if it added, or or if it understood it, if it was still as as uh, on the nose or, or humorous as as it was to us. Um, and if you here's here's an extra bit. If you watch this episode, you hadn't seen Die Hard, but then you watched Die Hard after the episode and then watched it again. Also, let us know uh, because I'd be interested uh, in your opinion of what's going yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. Give us that feedback. Let us know and maybe we'll short you out on a future episode uh, in a segment we like to call listener suggestions and Woo, short outs. Nice. Uh, this week, a couple of short outs. One from our YouTube comments uh, Pink Duck Princess. Ooh, uh, always uh, giving us some feedback. Uh, I mentioned last week how I would love some STL files of the Wormageddon statues. Um, I, my campaign continues and Pink Duck Princess agreeing they would love some uh, if they release some STL files. Didn't even think of that. Um, yeah, I, I want I want to print some Wormageddon statues. Let's let's make it happen, Adult just, Slim. You want me to scan let's, that? Let's find a in, way. I can make it like a three D scan. I don't. I don't want the Rick head. Oh, oh, you. Oh, I'll, you. Want... I'll see it in two days. I'll see it with my own eyes. Uh, what I want is I want <laughs> the I want the Rick on the toilet. I want Mister Poopy Butthole in his apartment. Right. Like I want little three D statues that I can put on my desk and I can paint with acrylic paints and I can I can just. You know, be alone with my hobbies. Anyway, uh, moving on to Twitch. Uh, cu- couple of new followers over on Twitch. See how seventy-seven and the other guy. Thank you for following over on Twitch. You guys are amazing. Um, what else we got, Brandon? Uh, we we have a review, a new review on on Apple Podcasts. The title is "More Knowledge and Personality Than I Can Handle." It is a five-star review. These guys are freaking phenomenal. 
I'm an average Rick and Morty fan, but I always find myself coming back to this podcast to listen to Brandon and Travis as they're not only hilarious, but know far too much about Rick and Morty. <laughs> F the review who says they're boring. That person is boring. Love these dudes. We exclamation point. Uh, that thank you. Destroyage. Thank you. Destroyage. Yeah. I wish I knew who you were and where I could find you. Uh, so I could yeah. kiss you on the lips. I, I wish I could make Another out stuff. I wish I. <laughs> this is, okay, we're gonna we're gonna move on uh, before we get in trouble here. Uh, that is our show, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for watching. Uh, if you're joining us here on Twitch, do not go anywhere. We are gonna stick around for the Twitch only post show. We'll talk more about the episode with you and anything else you want to talk about. If you want to be part of that conversation, don't miss out. Monday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, we go live over on Twitch. Be part of the show. Uh, have your comments uh, saved forever in YouTube glory. Uh, otherwise, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for watching. Uh, if you have not rated or reviewed this show, you could definitely do that. It will help others to find the show as well. Thanks to everybody that's continuing to support us. And until next week, I'm Travis. And I'm Brandon. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.